Let's take our Bibles and be looking to the book of Ecclesiastes, and we're going to be in chapter 7 for our service today. While you're turning, just let me say how thankful I am for uh, your faithfulness. I'm speaking uh, primarily to our church family, your faithfulness to the Lord, your faithfulness to the church, and... We thank the Lord for it, and we appreciate those who are not in our church uh, who are also tuning in to these broadcasts. Now, this is not ideal. It's, it's only a temporary alternative, certainly not a permanent solution. We look forward to the day that we can uh, gather together in this place and worship the Lord together. And as I've said before, and I say it again and say it uh, sincerely, I'm Trusting and praying, as I know many people are, that the result of this time will be that we'll be stronger, stronger in our devotion to the Lord, in our devotion to one another, in our devotion to God's Word, in our devotion to the work that God has given us to do. And once again, I want to say that I pray for you, not just daily, but numerous times during the day. And pray especially for those who are struggling in a special way. Sometimes we know those things, sometimes we don't. But we pray for you that the Lord will help you. Uh, we pray for those who are dealing firsthand uh, with the pain of the effect of this serious virus that is not only in our area but around the world. And we pray for those who are we say on the front lines who are uh, in the healthcare industry, the business of caring for those who are ill, for first responders, uh, so many of them who have contracted this illness because of their, their occupation, because of their devotion to public service, and we're thankful for them. We pray for them, pray for our spiritual leaders, but we also pray for our country's leaders I really believe that our country is under attack in ways that we may not realize. Our president said this week uh, that we are facing in the next few weeks uh, a time that could be especially painful. And we're trusting God for his help and his mercy. We're trusting God to protect us, to guide us, and to use these times for his honor and his glory. And so I'm grateful for you and pray for you. I'm thankful for those who continue to serve in ways that you may not realize. Uh, think about those who help make these broadcasts possible. A number of people are involved in that. I especially want to say how much I appreciate uh, Jedediah, our son, and Tracy, our daughter, and the work they put into the music and the various uh, parts of a recording we couldn't do all these things without them. We're grateful for that. I'm grateful. Uh, last week, some ladies, a couple of ladies came in and did some uh, cleaning, some carpet areas here in our building because no one else is in the building. And I appreciate those acts of service. Our sound guys, uh, Aaron and John, who work, uh, serve, I should say, here in our church um, with the sound. And last week, they began to make copies of DVDs recording these services and putting them on a DVD 
so that we could deliver those to people who don't have internet access, the technology, uh, so they can participate that way. And so all these things we're grateful for. We praise the Lord for it. And thank you again for, for tuning in, uh, finding us online today. I want to read a passage in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verses 21 and 22, where the Bible says also, Take no heed unto all words that are spoken, lest thou hear thy servant curse thee, for oftentimes also thine own heart knoweth that thou thyself likewise hath cursed others. We're going to look at these two verses and some other passages today. Notice again verse 21, and also take no heed unto all words that are spoken. We're going to dive into this a little bit. I was looking through some notes uh, from preaching sermons in the past, and I found that the first sermon I ever preached from this passage was on a Wednesday evening in May of 1990. The title of that sermon was, Don't Listen to Everything You Hear. And I think it's a, it's a principle that's very important. We'll see that as we go through it today. I hope that you'll uh, stay with us and be attentive. Uh, but it has special relevance, I believe you'll see uh, today in the time that we're living. And so let's pray and ask for God's help. Our Father, we pray for your guidance today as we study the Bible together. And we need your help. You know that this manner of teaching and preaching is unusual for us. It's not the norm. But we pray that you'd bless it as only you can. This is your word. And we thank you for the means to communicate through the technology that's been provided. We pray for your hand of blessing to be upon your, your powerful word, your revealing word, your comforting word, your instructing word. And as we study the Bible together, may the Spirit of God work in our hearts, apply the word of God to our lives, give direction as only you can. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to begin by just kind of being familiar with this passage of Scripture. The words really are, are pretty clear in verse 21. Take no heed unto all words that are spoken. It doesn't say uh, don't listen to anything. It just says don't pay close attention to everything. Take no heed unto all words that are spoken. Take no heed... Uh, means don't receive everything is truth. Don't believe everything you hear. To take heed means that you're receiving it into your mind. You're receiving it into your belief system. You're receiving it into your heart. And he says, be careful that you don't do that with all things that are spoken. Some things, obviously, we should take heed to and bring them into our heart and put them into our belief system. He goes on to say in our text in verse 21, after he says, take no heed unto all things that are spoken, he says, lest thou hear thy servant curse thee. If you're, if you're listening to everything and receiving everything as truth, you may hear bad things about yourself. Lest thou hear thy servant 
curse thee. You may hear bad things about you. The word curse there is used in a way a bit different than we normally use the word curse. We think of profane language, using profanity as cursing, but it's, and it may include that. It, might, it could include that, but it also just means speaking evil about you, speaking um, negative things about you. So it says there in verse 21, Take no heed unto all words that are spoken, lest thou hear thy servant curse thee. Unless you hear things that could be, could be evil said about you. And uh, why? Because those words that you hear could have a devastating effect on you. And we're speaking today about the way we listen and the impact of the messages that we hear. By the way, even words of praise, if someone compliments us and says to us things of praise, we need to be careful because if we take that into our heart, we could think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think. We could feed the pride uh, that would damage us spiritually. We need to be very careful about how we listen. Verse 22 goes on to say, For oftentimes also thine own heart knoweth that thou thyself likewise hath cursed others. So just put this all together. Take no heed to all words that are spoken, lest thou hear thy servant curse thee. For you know oftentimes also thine own heart knoweth that thou thyself also likewise has cursed others. We, we ought to be able to recognize and admit that we've been guilty of doing the very same thing. We've been guilty of speaking evil about others. We've been guilty of, of speaking before uh, we know the facts, maybe guilty of exaggerating, guilty of jumping to conclusions, guilty of misjudging. And all these things have to do with our words and what we hear and what others hear us say. Uh, speaking on this subject in Ephesians 4, the Apostle Paul wrote these words, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. There he, he uses that phrase, evil speaking. Let, let all that be put away from you with all malice. Malice is the intent to harm. It's specifically with our words that we would be critical, that we would be negative. We've all been guilty of this. And so this is great advice from the writer of Ecclesiastes. Take no heed unto all words that are spoken. Be careful what you listen to and how you listen. My wife and I have used a phrase a number of times uh, regarding our conversations and the difficulty we sometimes have hearing one another. And we call it selective hearing. Um, and sometimes we don't hear each other as we should. Sometimes it's, it may be because of a, a hearing loss, though that's generally not the problem. We're 65. We do have a little bit of loss of hearing. Uh, sometimes it may be due to the fact that we're not speaking as clearly as we should and therefore we're not heard by one another, but sometimes it's due to the fact that we're just not listening the way we should. Now, selective hearing is something that we've used, as I said, numerous times speaking with each other and about each other, but it's actually a medical condition. One article that I read said, selective hearing means that we're able to focus on what we want to hear 
while screening out less important background noise. We were able to, to zone in, tune in to what we want to hear, but we and, and sort of uh, push aside in our hearing less important things. Basically, it's the ability to tune into one voice or sound while tuning out another. Selective hearing. Uh, you, I've noticed it, maybe you've noticed it as uh, when a parent who has their children with them and you, you're in the room or in the area and these children are misbehaving or running and making a world of noise and the parent doesn't even hear them. Uh, the noise is very obvious to you, but the parent has learned to sort of tune that sound out. Now, now all of this has to do with and speaks to the importance of being attentive to what we ought to be paying attention to and tuning out what um, would not necessarily be helpful or truthful. Now in a moment, I'm gonna get to an application of this having to do with our current uh, coronavirus pandemic and, and the, the danger that we have and, the, and we face when we have so many different messages and knowing what to believe. Uh, but that's not the only application. Uh, we want to look at this about uh, several things in the scripture that I think uh, speak to this subject because what we hear has a profound effect on us. Um, two different Proverbs quote the same proverb. proverb is found in Proverbs chapter 18, Proverbs chapter 26, but this is what it says. The words of a talebearer are as wounds and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. When someone is bearing a tail, they're gossiping, slandering. The words of a talebearer are as wounds. They have lasting effect. They go down into the innermost parts of the belly. We're talking about the danger of listening to the wrong information. The book of James says that the tongue is, and this is a quote, full of deadly poison. And that our words have the power, James says, either to bless or to curse. Words are powerful. Words can have a lasting effect. For those reasons, the writer of Ecclesiastes warns us to be careful how we take words into our heart. Um, in Ephesians chapter 5, I'm going to read uh, verse 29 just here in a moment, Ephesians chapter 5, you might turn there with me if you're able to. And uh, it's about this matter of our words. It says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Corrupt means that it tears down. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. And if it's coming out of your mouth, it's being heard by someone, and it could tear them down. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying. Edifying is building up. It's, it's helping people. The words they can, our words can tear down. Our words can build up. Our words can hurt our loved ones. Many of you are sitting, uh, watching this today, or listening to this, and you have family members around you, maybe children, maybe a spouse, maybe your parents, maybe a, another relative or a friend. 
Our words can hurt one another or our words can build others up. And the writer of Ecclesiastes warns us about taking in these words that can hurt us. Uh, I'm thinking about the evil report that we studied about in the earlier message today. We're talking about those, those spies, you remember, those 10 spies who came back from their uh, trip into Canaan with a negative report, and they began to verbalize this negative opinion, and what happened? It created fear, it created doubt, in the rest of the nation, it caused many people to disobey God, to rebel, as we saw in the scriptures today. It's interesting how the negative report had more influence or carried more weight than the faith report. Words are powerful. That's why we're warned in this scripture. I'm going to keep referring to it today. Take no heed unto all words that are spoken. Words are powerful. But they're also powerful for good, for healing, for encouragement. In Proverbs 25, 25, it says, As cold waters to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. Those words, cold water to a thirsty soul, brings to mind uh, what all of us can relate to. Maybe in a, out working in the summer, maybe as an, an athlete and you're having basketball practice or whatever, you're thirsty, you just want to drink. And cold water is so refreshing. As cold waters to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. Words can be refreshing. Words can be encouraging. I'll give you an example. It came to my mind as I was preparing uh, this lesson this week. Uh, last Sunday after our online preaching and teaching twice, Last Sunday, I received a note uh, on the internet from someone that I have not seen for nearly 50 years, someone that I attended school with many, many years ago. And just a word of encouragement, a word of appreciation for our ministry. And, and I'll tell you what an encouragement it was to me. Words can be encouraging. Words can be powerfully refreshing. If you're listening to this today or you're watching this, and I know some of you are, and you attend another church, we're glad you join us. We're glad you're a part of this, and we want your commitment to be your own church. But I want to encourage you, if that's you, you're listening to this and you're a member of another church, I want to encourage you to contact your preacher and let him know you appreciate him. You appreciate his spiritual investment in your life. You just might make his day. Our words matter. What we say, what we hear, take no heed to all words that are spoken. This discipline is, is, a, is something that we want to build into our life. To be discerning about what we say, to be discerning about what we hear. And I want to make an application at this point because I think it is so relevant and so needed. It has a direct uh, reference to this global pandemic that we're in because we hear a lot of things. 
We hear a lot of things about where it came from. We hear a lot of things about its origin. And I'm not just talking about what country it came from. We hear a lot of things about where it's going to end up. A lot of people who are professionals who give different reports. What are we to believe? Because everything you hear, we hear, is not the truth. And I'm not saying everybody's intentionally deceiving us. I'm just saying there's a lot of different reports. And I have to confess to you, when this began, I didn't take it as serious as I do now. There, there are people who still don't take it serious at all. And I think we should. I, I would admonish you to take it serious. On the other side, many people are deeply troubled and fearful because of what they hear, because they, they just believe it's, uh, we're on the verge of a total world collapse. And, and I just want to take the, the subject of news and use that as an example. And, and it has, it has uh, a lot to uh, affect upon us, the, the news that we hear. And I, people in our church know this. I've, I've confessed before, I'm sort of a news junkie. I, I wouldn't call it an obsession, but I want to know what's happening in the world. I'm not one of those people that go for weeks and weeks and they don't really tune into the news. And I've been that way, by the way, since I was in high school. Uh, but the, the, matter, the business of news has drastically changed. With cable news, with the internet, with search engines, with Twitter, we have instant information on virtually any subject. Most people, before they get a diagnosis from their doctor, they've already searched many sites on the internet to try to find out what their diagnosis is. And that can be helpful, but it also can be harmful. I mean, how much of the news that we get about anything but especially as we're thinking about this pandemic, how much of the news is trustworthy? How much of it is factual? News, and I use that term loosely, news, has evolved. Because I used to think of news, and like I said, I, was, I read the daily newspaper when I was in, in high school, at home, you know. Um, I, was, I wanted to be informed. But it used to be that news was the reporting of events that were of interest or concern with the facts that surrounded them. But it's become an industry that's driven by ratings and advertising and other factors. And because of this, and I'm just trying to help you on this subject of take no heed unto all words that are spoken. It's because of the place that we've evolved to in the news industry, sensationalism is, is almost required to maintain ratings. In addition to that, social and political agendas are promoted through the news media. I'll give you an example. Just this week, this past week, one of the major news stations in our country this week um, had to acknowledge that in their reporting of the crisis in the healthcare situation in New York City, they edited into that report some video that came from the chaos in a hospital in Italy. And they had to acknowledge that, that they took some of this chaotic um, 
medical crisis in Italy and edited it into um, the news story about, about New York without saying it's about Italy. The implication was that they were reporting on what's going on in New York. Now, who knows how intentional it was, what their motives were, and I don't claim to know all of that. But this type of falsified reporting occurs frequently. And the result of that is people believe, depending on what their news feed is or news source, they believe whatever they hear. And you're not necessarily, we are not necessarily getting the raw facts. But current events are presented with a political slant, and that's true of conservatives as well as liberals. And I come back to our text, because this, this is not a, a sermon just about where you get your daily news. It's a sermon about what the Bible says, take no heed to all words that are spoken. You remember, as I began, I talked about selective hearing. Selective hearing is focusing on what we want to hear while screening out the others. And sometimes we're that way with news. We like to hear news that agrees with what we want the reality to be. And we have to be careful about that. Just because a source says something that we want them to say doesn't necessarily mean they're correct. We want the truth. And the bottom line of this lesson and this passage is be careful what you hear. And as Bible believers, the most reliable source of information is God's truth. Romans 3, Paul wrote, let God be true and every man a liar. God's truth ought to be the primary source of information that is guiding our thinking, that's guiding our feelings, that's guiding our lives. Not all the news and what all people are saying. We, we want what God has to say. You know, and Psalmist said this in Psalm 119, therefore I esteem, therefore I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right. He says that to God. I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right, and I hate every false way. My wife and I were reading this week in the Gospel of Luke. We were reading together, and we were reading about uh, the parable of the sower and Luke's record of that great parable. As you know, the seed was the Word of God. And the seed was planted on four different types of surfaces, and only one of them bore fruit. And at the end of that parable, Jesus said these words, Take heed, therefore, how you hear. Take heed how you hear. We need to be careful about how we listen. We need to be careful about what we take into our heart. We need to be careful about what we say that others might take into their heart. We don't want to be guilty of saying things that may not be really factual, but they're really things that we want to be so, and people then take them and believe them to be so. Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be horrible to be the cause of stumbling block in people's lives because of that? I'm, I'm reminded, and I'll kind of finish with this account from the Gospels. I'm not going to turn to it, but I'm reminded of the 
today of the ruler of the synagogue. You remember this story probably. He came to Jesus because his daughter, his only daughter, who was 12 years old, was dying. And this ruler of the synagogue came to Jesus and laid out his case before Jesus. And Jesus agreed to go with him to visit their home. And on the way, as they were traveling to the home to help this young this girl, Jesus was interrupted. There was a crowd of people, and Jesus was interrupted by another medical crisis. This was a woman who had spent all of her living on a condition that she had had for 12 years. And she just felt like, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. And by faith, she reached out and touched his garment, and immediately she was healed. And it's a great, it's a great story. Um, but while Jesus was dealing with that woman, while he was dealing with that woman, the Bible says that news came from Jairus' house that his daughter was dead. Now think about this. You've got an only daughter, a 12-year-old daughter. You've made it to Jesus. You've got his attention. You've got his agreement to come and help. And en route to your home, someone else with a pressing need gets his attention and wasn't a distraction. It was a divine appointment. But that delay, that delay, however long it was, was long enough for your daughter to die. And you got the word that your daughter is dead. And Jesus said this to him. Four words. Fear not. Believe only. For, just don't. Why would he fear? Because of what he had heard. What did he hear? That his daughter was dead. Matter of fact, they said, don't bother bringing him home. Your daughter's already dead. <coughs> Excuse me. And so Jesus said, fear not. Believe only. Don't believe what you just heard them say. Believe me. He, 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 he was tempted. Any of us would be tempted to let that negative report, your daughter is dead, to come into your mind and heart and to give up, lose hope. But Jesus said, fear not, believe only. Don't be afraid of what you've just heard. Don't stop believing me. The question was, what was Jairus going to believe? What the reporter said? The person who reported on this or what Jesus said? And of course, when they arrived at Jairus' house, she was dead, and Jesus raised her from the dead. Again, it fits into this narrative, this, this instruction, this admonition from Ecclesiastes 7. Take no heed unto all words that are spoken. Don't believe everything you hear. As a matter of fact, there's a verse in Proverbs that says, The simple believeth every word. Don't believe everything you hear. Don't believe it just because it agrees with your ideology. You ought to research it. Be careful what you take into your hearts. Remember that our words can be a blessing to others. And others' words can be a blessing to us. But others' words can also be a curse to us, according to Ecclesiastes and other places. And our words can be a curse to others. It can hurt them. It can hinder them. Our children, our friends, other people, even over the Internet, the things we write and type. God's truth, God's truth 
doesn't promote fear. God's truth builds faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In this time of great uncertainty and confusion and wonder, let's be careful what we listen to. It might serve us well to spend less time listening to the news and more time in prayer and seeking God and looking into the scriptures for hope and confidence and trust and faith. You know, my guess is that hand sanitizers have probably been used in record numbers in the last few weeks. We're especially careful, we should be, not to spread these dangerous germs or disease. But may I remind you today that our words in the same way can transfer information that damage people's hearts and minds, or they can transfer information that brings healing and we can be defiled. We can be defiled by someone else's words and then we can defile others by repeating those words. Let's take this to heart today. Take no heed unto all words that are spoken. And I want to encourage us today just to take a moment and ask God to guide us into truth. To help us find the truth. You know, just because a person believes something sincerely doesn't mean it's true. You can be sincere and be sincerely wrong. Why don't we ask God to lead us into truth? Lead us into the truth about our relationship to Him. Of all things, we need to know where we stand spiritually. Lead us into truth about the condition of our, our lives as far as our spiritual walk is concerned. Lead us into truth about his will for us. We need to ask God to help us listen with discernment. Listen with discernment. And perhaps it would be good to ask God to cleanse our minds and our hearts of the defilement that may come because of information that we've received that's hurting us and could hurt others. Would you do that today? Would you be willing to take seriously this admonition from God's word? Take no heed unto all words that are spoken. I want us to just pause for a moment. And I'm going to bow my head and I'm going to ask you where you are as you listen to this, as you watch this, that you would just stop for a moment. Let's bow our heads together. And I'm just going to be quiet. And I want us to think about our words, the words we hear, where we're getting our information, the words we say, the motivation for saying them. And let's ask God to help us Use our words for healing. Use our words for edifying. Use our words for encouraging. And refrain from words that would tear down, that might hinder, that might defile. Would you bow with me for just a moment and then we'll close with prayer. 
Our Father, as we pray today, we thank you for your word. And Lord, we want to receive the truth of your word into our hearts. We want to apply it to our lives. And Father, we want this to be more than just a time of hearing a sermon, but a time of taking heed to what you say. Lord, we want your truth about all things. We ask you to work in our lives, work in our hearts, cleanse us, Lord, where where we have been guilty of saying things that we should not say, saying things that may not be completely true, saying things that may be designed to hurt. We ask for you to cleanse us. We sincerely confess our sin. We ask you, Lord, to help us to be careful, to be cautioned about the use of our words. We pray that you'd help us as we go through life and we hear so many different messages from so many different sources, friends, family members, co-workers, news media, so many different sources. Help us, Lord, not to receive, to believe, take heed to everything we hear. God, help us not to believe things just because we want it to be true, but to believe things that we have determined are indeed factual, are indeed true. God, would you work in our hearts and lives, strengthen us in these days. I pray for us this coming week, for our church family, for other churches and Christians that we know of, missionaries around the world. As Lord, we go through this difficult time, we pray for grace and strength. We pray for your mercy. We pray that you'd bring healing to our land, not just physical healing, but spiritual healing. We pray for revival, for a move of the Spirit of God in lives. We pray that people be drawn to you, all for your honor and glory. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.